Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jumps. Let me get out ahead of this. No, I do not currently wear glasses. What I did do was I went on Amazon to get some of them, you look at the computer all day long, glasses. Because I've been doing a lot more like Zoom calls and stuff like that. And then I stopped and thought about it like when I do uh, this, for example, or when I do the right time, um, I'm always looking at the screen. You know, and I was like, you know, I probably should like chill out on that. I hear that's not good for your sleep and everything else. So like now I put these on um, from time to time. And see, here's what I got to thinking about when I put these on. Because I got to be honest with you. I think they look all right. Like I really, I, like aesthetically, I think they are fairly pleasant. These things cost $17. Like, I think it was $17 is what these cost. And it really got me to thinking, or at least raising this question, because I'm just a little bit curious here. Uh, do kids still get picked off for wearing glasses? Like, I imagine that probably happens because kids get picked off for everything. That said, this apparently is the generation of parents that's going to, like, eliminate all forms of bullying, even those that aren't, like, actually um bullying you know what i mean um but anyway kids like their glasses situation is so vastly superior to all and i do mean all of their predecessors because when you go back like even rich folks had whack glasses back in the day. Like I'm not exactly sure when somebody just finally decided, you know, there's no reason for people to look bad just because they can't see. And some levels of investment were made in terms of like trying to make it, you know, quality. But like just just year after year after year, over and over and over again, man, kids just out here looking bad. And 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 you go. I ain't really gonna get no real explanation after I got these $17 glasses for Amazon. Like how it is, it would have cost so much more money to make some glasses that didn't make people just look ridiculous or herb-like. It just seems like something that they would have been able to do. And now they got it for like the little, the little, little homies. You've seen it where it's almost like they wear like swimming goggles. You know, like that kind of look. And things look kind of fresh, man. Like, like good for them. Um, at the same time, you know, you know, maybe these kids would be a little tougher if they had some wacker frames. You know, learn to have to put up with some stuff. Maybe even learn to fight. I think learning to fight is a useful skill. You don't have to break it out too often, but it's good to know. You know, I'm just saying. Just, you know, everybody wants to make sure their kids didn't have to go through the hardships. They did, you know, but sometimes the hardships make you into a man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Or was it back in the day, and I guess this is entirely possible. Like, one thing I seem to note um, about the current generation of parents is y'all seem to buy your kids a lot more stuff. Like, I could be wrong here, but that seems to be the case, and I think that the Internet has probably made it as such that some of that is kind of necessitated. Like, I had a buddy tell me back in the day, about having cable. He's like, I don't want cable. He's like, but my kids, their peer group, they watch SpongeBob. Like the basis of their interactions with each other is talking about SpongeBob. 
And so, so as not to ostracize his children from the crew, you know, we got to add a cable so that they can watch SpongeBob. I think that's a plausible situation. Um, I think it makes sense. But, like, what happened to your parents just not spending money on some shit, right? Like, I did not get a Nintendo. The Nintendo came out in 1985. I did not get the Nintendo until Christmas in 1989. The Super Nintendo was right around the corner. I did not get the Nintendo until until Christmas of 1989. Everybody I went to school with had a Nintendo. I did not have a Nintendo. But here's what you got to understand. We were the ones with money. Like they didn't, like all the kids with Nintendos, they didn't have no money. My mama just wasn't spending the hundred dollars on a Nintendo, which I gotta say, looking back, it wouldn't have been that hard for them to do. Like I don't think nobody was gonna have to miss no meals behind that. We weren't gonna have to change the way we lived. You know, she just wasn't doing it. Period. Until it got to a point where they decided, okay, they was gonna go ahead and do it. But everybody, everybody I know, man, all y'all kids seem to got the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever it is. Like, is there any is there any kid in the crew now who does not have these things? And I say this understanding that I think that there obviously has to be some measure of class selection um, in what we're talking about here because these things are wildly expensive. And you know, I see y'all on the internet talking about how y'all got loans and ain't got no money. Um, so I recognize that not everybody has these things, um, but it sure seems like a lot of them do, like a lot, lot. I think one good thing though that happened to the kids with the video game systems is y'all got parents who be playing in two, which actually just got me to thinking because I don't know nothing about that. Y'all be in these houses, y'all got like two systems, you know what I'm saying? So y'all, you know, so y'all ain't got to fight over who get the system at a given time. Just curious. I don't know. I don't know. But it does seem like I think that I'm just rambling here. I don't know if this even makes any sense, but I'm going to keep rolling with it. Um, like what it makes me wonder is like nobody wants to feel like the kid who doesn't have it. And people, you know, and so you don't want your kid to feel like the one who doesn't have it, except not having it really ain't that big a deal. I thought that was the whole point of that. You learned it from childhood. I don't know. Anyway, you know, y'all be buying y'all kids stuff. Am I hating? Possibly. Anyway, let us move on to your questions. Did you see the director's cut of the why? why oh, well, he said it wrong. But while my guitar gently weeps, uh, you know when Prince performed that. Where did the guitar go? I'd watch a documentary about that guitar toss. I did watch the director's cut. I thought it was very good. I mean, there's really nothing for me to talk about here. Like, I don't know what kind of you know what answer I could give you about it other than I thought it was pretty dope. But you might have stumbled into something. It worked out pretty well here. Unexpected things to happen. So I think I sent it to the world yesterday, or I retweeted it or something yesterday. I can't remember. No, I sent it over the weekend. And then a guy I follow read. No, that's okay. I sent it over the weekend. And then, like at some point yesterday, a guy I follow and who follows me sent it out 
asking about the guitar toss and he like you know mentioned me in the tweet and so every now and then somebody will reply to him and then of course i get the reply because twitter made it such that everybody gets reply all to increase engagement even though all it really does is get on my nerves anyway so he did that and then somebody replied to it with a link about where the guitar went and I believe there's like a roadie or somebody whose job it was to be up there, you know, whose job it was to catch the guitar because Prince had been throwing guitars in the air and walking off stage and then they get damaged and they had to be repaired and all this stuff. So they figured they'd get somebody to catch it. So apparently there was a roadie that caught it and then handed the guitar to Oprah Winfrey. I saw that in a link in my mentions. Um, and I'm just going to do this for you now because perhaps it'll make it easy for you. The account that mentioned me in the tweet about the video is at Barking Carnival. And I am telling you this because you can probably go to the tweet or find it, like search for Bomani, Barking Carnival, Prince, whatever, you'll be able to get it. And then once you do that, you'll be able to go through and see who all the people were who replied to the tweet. And you will find the person who sent me the link to the story about what happened to the guitar. And when you go through that and you find who the person was that sent me the link about the guitar, you are going to say the same thing that I said when I saw the link about what happened when Prince threw the, threw the guitar. And you're going to stop and you're going to go something like this and like blink hard and then you're going to shake your head and then you're going to say, just like I said, wait a minute, is that George Conway? And it was George Conway. Apparently George Conway. Big Prince fan. Did not see that coming. Also, did not realize George Conway followed my man Barton Carnival. It's a lot of stuff that came together at one time. I am watching the chat room as I discuss this, and I have to say, sounds to me like a bunch of y'all don't remember who George Conway is. Like you have already forgotten who George Conway was. Because I figured that that would get a bit more of a response from you guys. But yeah, I had an unexpected Twitter encounter with George Conway. Ain't that something? Somebody in the chat room talking about that George Conway? Why the hell you think I would have told you the story if it wasn't that George Conway? Somebody here, no idea, 24 years old. You ain't never read a newspaper before, Pat Hardy? Anyway, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. People keep messing with this funny money crypto. Do you think it has to do with the increased passive income due to the pandemic? Um, I mean, part of it. Like, I do think that there's a measure of boredom. Like, I talked to a friend of mine who said, who made this point that about the stock market. And he was just saying that if you have an hour a day to put toward, like, your stocks and stuff, that you could really come into some money. You know, if you know a little bit about the world and a little bit about math, that you can do it. And he told me that. And then he said, once the pandemic came around, he said, well, now I have an hour a day. And I think that that's part of what's going on with crypto. The other thing that's happening with crypto is, I mean, it's pretty, this isn't very complex. Why are people playing with the crypto right now? Because the value keeps going up. Because the big money is starting to sink their money over there, which means your little money that's in there is turning into more money. So people are playing with crypto because their homies is telling them that's to come up. 
Like that's that's pretty much what we've got here. Again, I just like to make the note though. Every time one of these little coins goes up, everybody says the coin is going up. Ask somebody why. And unless like JP Morgan has announced that they're gonna start trading in it or whatever. Ask somebody why and they can never tell you. And that's what one of the reasons that I personally will not wind up playing this game. I also find it funny. That, like, I think most people are playing with the funny money to try to make a come up, and that's fine. But the real, like, true believers who believe that they're going to be able to dismantle the whole monetary system and that the best part about this is you ain't have to go through no banks and everything else. Like, the real libertarian wet dream that people had about crypto. Those same people, when J.P. Morgan said they're going to start playing around with it, all of a sudden took it as some kind of victory because in the end, they were craving the validation of the system, the same system they swore up and down that they did not need. Appreciate the question. Uh... Let's see what else we have here. I was in L.A. last week and seen a few signs for the Claremont Colleges. Which one did you go to? Uh, I like. He said he told his wife that uh, that's where Bomani went to school, like he really knew me, which is pretty funny. Let me tell you this. If you saw signs for the Claremont Colleges, you were not in Los Angeles. I feel very confident saying that. Uh, I went to Claremont Graduate University. But you know who else went to school in Claremont? They snuck it in real subtle. You know who else went to Claremont? Franklin Saint. When they had that dream sequence episode and they had him in college, Franklin Saint was a student at Claremont McKenna College. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, wouldn't nobody have stuck out like more of a sore thumb. I don't care if he went to prep school or not. Like, I mean, there's a couple cats with some, you know, with some hood in them that was at CMC. I'm cool with one of them, one of my best friends, but I'm just here to tell you right now. There wasn't no two Franklin Saints at that bad boy. Believe that. All right. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. How big of a check is Bill Gates going to have to write? I mean, I don't know. This is what I honestly, man, I would think that I don't even remember how many billions of dollars that Bill Gates has. I know he's given away a lot of his money and got like the ultimate plan to get money, you know, all that kind of stuff. I have no idea. But to me, what I would consider to be the best part of having as much money as Bill Gates has is how easy it would be just to give her half. Like it says here that she said no to spousal report, support. I mean, whatever, right? But I'm just like, if you got Bill Gates level money, here you go. Here is half. Like, I don't know which points in the divorce I would really be arguing about if I had that much money. Because all that means is, this is what money going to do for you, man. I've tried to talk about this a few times. I mean, like, it's all... Like, a lot of y'all saw my come up, so I can talk to y'all about having money in a different way than, I, than like most people can in most venues. Um, but anyway, like, what money can do for you, because it cannot get you happiness, it will not make you happier, but it can make your life a whole lot easier. Like, the moments when it's good to have the money are the things that can make your life easier. Like, think about this in a little way. Think about, like, driving around in the city or something like that, and you're stressing out trying to find a, park, a free parking space on the street and how hard it is to find a free parking space on the street. And you just you get in there, and then you got to worry about somebody going to hit your car or something like that. Like, all those kinds of things, right? Or if you're bread long and you just don't have to think about these things, you just pay the exorbitant fee to park in a garage. 
right? Just makes your life easier. If I'm Bill Gates, I don't even necessarily need to know the number, right? You figure out the best way that we can get in and out of this. Go ahead and negotiate this and call me back when it's time to write the check. If I'm that rich, like, you know, people talk about, man, he's still spending money from the 80s or something like that, right? Like, when's Bill, Bill Gates still spending money from the what? Right? Like, has he even gotten to his Windows XP money yet? And if he has, is it just because he gave all the Windows 95 money away? Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. By the way, I got to find a way to ban y'all's two-part questions. But anyway, let's see. Got to say, guys. You're not giving me your best work. I've been gone for two weeks. Has it been that dry out here in these streets since then? Y'all like these, these questions is, is, is le bouchy. All right, I, I kind of want to at least get y'all to like the 30 minute range on this podcast. All right. What's your comfort level required before you be out here in these streets again? Well, New York City is opening back up like full capacity. I think on May 19th, which if I'm not mistaken is Malcolm X's birthday. And, I mean, I don't think those two things have any, like, correlation with one another. It's just kind of interesting to consider. Um, anyway, I saw that, and my only thought was, that sounds soon. Like, does anybody know when it got better? Like, I've yet to read any story or any article anywhere that was like, yo... We've really turned a corner on this thing. Have you seen that story? Like, I would think that that would lead the news every day if we had, like, a legitimate positive upturn in this. I haven't seen that. A man here said people are getting shots. Yeah, some people are. Like, it's not like some overwhelming majority is out here getting vaccinated. That's not happening. Like, this is really, really, really driving home that we as a nation might be the dumbest people in the world. And even if we're not the dumbest people in the world, we do not have a plausible argument to say that we are not the dumbest people in the world. We're just going to insist otherwise. But nothing about this has seemed to make any level of sense. And so the thing, it's going to be these damn restaurants that's going to do everybody in, man, because that's the thing that people are the most pressed about. Like, I think the people kind of figured out that really one of the small joys in life is going to a restaurant. One of the small joys in life. And people just can't wait to get back to it. And in a lot of ways, I can understand. I really can. I promise you, baby. I do. I really, really do. But it ain't going to be good no time soon. And so I don't know what it'll take for me to feel comfortable doing this. I read the thing in the New York Times. I was making the point that like herd immunity is not going to happen. Like, you know what? I saw something interesting uh, the other day on the tweets. I don't remember who it was that said it. But y'all remember Clubhouse? Like, we're at that point now where you talk about Clubhouse in that way. Y'all remember Clubhouse? So anyway, Clubhouse was this app that allowed people to, like, talk to each other and you know either you know you can look it up it's kind of hard to explain but anyway clubhouse was doing mad downloads right because they did the thing about making it like an exclusive that only like invite only only those people could get it like i got it early because uh compliment put me down 
And so then it went from there and people had heard that it was this invite only thing that was out here in these streets, you know, and so that makes people want to get it. And then people got it and actually found it to be a pretty useful uh, app. But anyway, the downloads per month have gone off a cliff. You know, it looks like Twitter like co-opted the idea and all that, but like the downloads per month have gone off a cliff. So this thing that was like so eagerly anticipated and we thought was going to break all, you know, looked like it was going to be breaking records and shit like that. And then it fell off. And you know what that sounds like? That sounds like the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Everybody all ready for that vaccine. We're going to get this vaccine. It's going to be a whole new world. Vaccine came. People like, yeah, I mean, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm straight. No, 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 I don't need that bad. I'm all right. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, we're just in a wild, implausible, like, a whole lot of things I could not have ever imagined would happen as it related to that vaccine. They've happened. And they did all the things to make sure that people weren't jumping the line and all that stuff, only to find out that didn't nobody actually want to jump the line. And I just want to be clear about this, because um, I imagine that somebody who is watching as we do this on video and someone who is listening on podcast that has a certain reticence toward getting the vaccine. Um, and I just want to say to you, like as empathetically and with as much love and all of that as I possibly can offer, I'm just going to ask you, just, just don't be, st- don't be stupid. Because some of you are being stupid. Like, I imagine there are people who are reluctant to take the vaccine who have very thoughtful explanations for why it is that they are reluctant to take that vaccine. But chances are that's not you. Like, chances are you're being stupid. And I'm just going to ask you, man, stop being stupid. Please, stop being stupid. So I said, once they heard you can still catch COVID-19, it still scared people. See, but this is the thing about it. This is where I get back to us being a really stupid nation. Like, we are really a poorly educated people in this country to have all this money. Really, really, really poorly educated. And I think it's really showing right now. Somebody's like, you think you'll ever go back to a public gym? I ain't been to a public gym in 15 years. Let me tell you the last thing I want to do, especially now that people know who I am. Go work out with y'all. That shit be on the internet so fast because y'all can't go to the gym without pulling out no camera. Like, I am, I, I am asking all of you, put my workout on the internet, people. Who do you think wants to watch that? I've talked to you before about the fact that you guys make shitty content. Um, but I just really want to know that. Like, when you say to yourself, here I am doing these curls. Here I am doing these squats. Like, just like regular exercises, okay? Not even something that I was like, yo, you'll never believe this stuff that we were doing. Why do you think that anybody wants to watch you do this. As somebody says, people watch your workouts. They watch your workouts because they come up automatically. Like you be going through people's stories and then there you are, work it out. Who is your audience? And if people want to, if people do watch your workouts, why would you ever know this? What would ever make you think it? And I've been seeing these videos start pop up recently of people who get mad when somebody walks into their camera shot when they working out. And I'm like, you don't feel awkward when you at the gym and you go set this phone up to do this? And I guess you don't feel awkward because it's like 15 other people doing the exact same thing. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about yoga pants and squats get views. Dog, 
I'm not even talking about thirst traps. I'm not talking about thirst traps. I'm talking about people doing like struggling ass burpees. What makes you think anybody wants to watch you work out? That's all I'm asking. Why do you think somebody wants to do that? Appreciate the question. See what else we got here. All right, guys, I tried. Y'all struggling tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us for a brief episode of The Evening Jones. We try to do this thing every week or two. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, if you cannot watch The Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That's right. We balling like that now. Uh, how to y'all in a couple weeks or so? Somewhere in there. I'm really busy right now, but I'm going to do the best I can to keep this thing rolling. Take it easy. The Evening Jones is an old soul production. Creative direction and design is provided by Kareem Gilliam for Oh My's Creative Design.